I just, I think I might need to get away from Dragon Ball for a little while. Like, I'm reaching that point. Super dope. Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. Thank you for checking this out. My name is Kyle. Blah, blah, blah. All right. A little bit of a different episode today in that uh, I initially did have plans to do like real Dragon Ball stuff. And I got together with Rayshawn the other night and we BS for a while, hung out, talked about basically everything. Uh, a little bit of Dragon Ball, but just about a bunch of other stuff. And before I knew it, like two hours had passed. And I was like, well, I guess we're not recording about Dragon Ball tonight because I just recorded us BSing. So you're going to hear like a shortened version of that. But there's a couple of quick Dragon Ball things I wanted to make sure I mentioned in case you haven't already heard them. I imagine you probably have, though. It's not super crazy news, I don't think. Um, first of all, movie uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Has an official release date in Japan. I think I said that last week, April 22nd, 2022. Um, I did also see today that Thailand got their official release date announced uh, for June 2nd, 2022. I think um, the American release date will probably be in between those two. If you remember, they did a Japanese premiere uh, for Broly. I think it was like two full weeks before... They did the um, like countrywide release and released it concurrently in America. So I don't think we'll have to wait too much longer after April 22nd, which will be pretty cool. Um, the, uh, there was also a new graphic released in conjunction with this film that I'm going to read to you real quick. Uh, it's just more about it's a Gohan movie, so get excited about that. And then there was also some uh, comments made by the executive producer of the film, uh, Akio Ayoku. Hopefully that's not uh, too bad of a pronunciation of his name uh, that I'm going to talk about in just a sec. But let's talk about this graphic first. It's got pictures of, uh, I mean, basically all of your characters down at the bottom. Um, so I'm going to work from uh, right to left because uh, people we know. Uh, Gohan. And right underneath it, it says, has latent powers even more than his father, Goku. Gohan voiced by Mosko Nozawa. Next to him is Piccolo. Gohan and Pan's reliable mentor. Piccolo, Toshio Furukawa. Uh, let's see. Gamo 1, calm and collected android. Voiced by Hiroshi Kamaya. Uh, this is, I don't know why I started saying these names. Uh, Gamma 2, he's a heroic android. As opposed to number one's calm and collected. So... Interesting that they uh, point those two out. Gama 2 is voiced by Mamoru Miyano. Jesus. Goku. In case you forgot, he is a Saiyan raised on Earth and voiced by Moscow Nozawa. Uh, Vegeta, Goku's eternal rival, is voiced by Ryu Horikawa. Uh, Pan, Gohan's energetic daughter, is voiced by Yuko Minasuchi. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the genius scientist. So this is the little fat kid drinking the ice out of the red ribbon cup in the uh, trailers that we've seen. Dr. Hedo, H-E-D-O. Could be Hedo, could be Hedo, I'm not sure. Uh, he's a genius scientist, in case you didn't know that. Uh, Miyu Ar Irino, Arino, 
I-R-I-N-O. Who the fuck? Why am I doing this? The spelling bullshit. Dr. Hito's his name. That's all you care about. You care about the voice actor? Probably goddamn not. I'm saying it for myself, mostly. And we'll probably continue to say the rest of their names, because I am, uh, you know, I'm like that. Uh, the next guy is Magenta, the new commander of the Red Ribbon Army, voiced by Volcano Ota. And then Magenta's aide, his name's Coramine, and he's got a funny-ass hairdo. Uh, voiced by Ryota Takeuchi. So Carmine, Magenta, and Dr. Hito. Hito. Oh, it's got to be Hito. Because he's obsessed with superheroes, you know what I mean? It's got to be Hito. H-E-D-O. Uh, so that's the bottom part of it. There's a couple of uh, pictures up at the top, including Magenta talking to Dr. Hito. Uh, the evil organization behind all of this is the Red Ribbon Army? Yes, it is. I saw the logos. The Red Ribbon Army is an evil organization that was defeated by Goku in his youth. Their remnants continue to threaten the world. The Red Ribbon Army is back using a pharmaceutical company as cover. Dude, pharmaceutical companies are truly the downfall of this fucking country. And I guess maybe Japan's trying to rub it in our faces. They have socialized healthcare there. I don't know. Dr. Hito, a genius scientist, dispatches new androids. Why the fuck's a pharmaceutical company need? Superhero androids, that's weird. A uh, couple, uh, let's see, a clash of superheroes rendered in the most finest quality. That's a nerd go on with his glasses, uh, headbutt, and it looks like Gamma 1, I believe. Uh, Gamma 1 and Gamma 2, who call themselves superheroes, clash with Gohan and Piccolo. The battle between the superheroes is vividly portrayed through the intense, swift, and finely rendered visual details, as well as flexible camera work. So... Get ready for that video game cutscene feeling throughout the entirety of it. I don't know. I should probably stop A. I'm trying to read this. This is a very big graphic on my very small phone screen, so the zoom jobs are screwing me up. Goku and others make us tremble with their newly awakened strengths. Goku and his friends have been approving their skills after their deadly battles with Frieza and Broly. With the addition of Gohan, Piccolo, Granddaughter Pan, this movie is sure to appeal to audiences of all ages with more intense battles and an even more dramatic story. Oh boy. Uh, this will be the most talked about movie. As we enter the year 2022, let's take a look at some of the works that are sure to make a buzz, starting with the latest addition to the extremely popular anime series. You are sure to be gripped by the many great works. Blah, 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 blah. Great, 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 great. Uh, so there, it, so basically everything I just read to you is like little captions on the sides of pictures for this graphic. If you haven't seen this graphic, it's probably because you don't pay attention. Go check out Twitter. Uh, but there is a good hefty, uh, paragraph in here that I'm now going to read because it seems to have the bulk of uh, the information here. So let's see. It's been four years since Dragon Ball, Jesus Christ, four fucking years. Really? Is that right? It's been four years since Dragon Ball Super Broly made a massive record of 13.5 billion yen at the worldwide box office. The long-awaited new movie, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, will be released in Japan during the Golden Week in 2022. In this movie, the Red Ribbon Army, which Goku had destroyed in the past, is the new powerful enemy that possesses a great that poses, excuse me, a great danger to the Earth. Having made a surprising comeback, the evil organization unleashes the new androids, Gamma One and Gamma Two. As the title suggests, uh, they are reminiscent of superheroes and their looks are anything but evil. So what will their battle bring about? Once again, the screenplay and character designs are handled by the original author, Akira Toriyama. The characters in the previous two movies were very well written. 
fans can look forward to a new story spun by the original author himself. Moreover, in this work, we have taken on the challenge of presenting a fresh visual representation that more faithfully recreates Akira Toriyama's worldview while making full use of the latest technology. Transcending the traditional animation, you will be able to experience visuals that are beyond your imagination. This is the longest fucking sentence of my life, Christ. Depicting the speed and power of the battle, this big title has caught the attention of fans not only in Japan, but the whole world. And we can't wait to see it on the big screens with even more power. Like the way I ended that. Power! The new Dragon Ball movie is coming out in time for Golden Week. Which, by the way, I know that's like a thing in Japan, but I couldn't tell you what it is. 37 years have passed since the start of the series, and Dragon Ball still continues to evolve. Long-awaited latest theatrical version has taken battles, drama, and visuals to an even greater level. Bro. I have never had to read so many words in my fucking life to take away as little information as I just did. Uh, not too many new things there. We got the names of these new characters, which is helpful. Uh, and what they do, generally speaking. Uh, it's going to be the Gohan, Pan, and Piccolo movie. And I imagine Goku and Vegeta will show up at the end to save the day. Or help save the day. Or just to like, you know, be the insurance policy to save the day. And Gohan will be like, I got this, Dad. These guys are clowns anyway. Remember when you destroyed their whole organization when you were like 12 by yourself? With like a backpack full of nothing and sitting on your magic cloud? You remember that? Well, now I'm an adult and I'm much more powerful than you were. So I got this on lock. Don't worry, Pops and Uncle Jeets. Welcome back from your cool training. Go home and rest. I got this. I'm cool. I'm the superhero. Some to that sh fucking extent. All right. Uh, so the comments from Akio Ayoku. Akio Ayoku? That's about as good as that's going to get, guys. Uh, he did a sit down with Victory Uchida for the Dragon Ball News segment this week on their website. And it's a pretty par for the course uh, interview, except for one extra cool line at the end that he uh, kind of just tacks on. Uh, nothing specific, but a, maybe potentially a big hint. Let's hope. This might be like the first official sign that doesn't come from a fucking YouTuber claiming to have uh, inside sources. So this really could be the first hint. The hint was. There's also a chance that something other than the movie will be coming this year, too. So let's make this year another great year for Dragon Ball together. There's also a chance that something other than the movie will be coming this year. Also a chance. You don't say that unless it's, like, uh, definitely going to happen. So I think it's more about, like, him teasing the announcement of the return of an anime. Fingers crossed. I was a little worried when I first heard that news without actually watching the entirety of the Dragon Ball news segment that it was going to be like a new video game or, but we already got one of those announced being worked on and breakers or, or like a, a new something, a, a Dragon Ball road show. Like I did a few years and toured around with a fucking Dragon Ball superheroes, uh, arcade machine Worried to be something like that. Um, not the case though. It doesn't, Seem to be anything yet, but I think it's a pretty strong indication that it could be the return of the anime. So every time I've talked about this in the past, it's me looking at uh, Toei doing shit and not saying shit. And me trying to surmise and basically will into existence uh, the return of the show. P. 
people who have talked about the return of the show over the last few years. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. At least I was pretty upfront about like, this is speculative. This is if I was in charge of Toei, you know, this is how I would do it. But whatever, it's neither here nor there. COVID obviously prolonged everything and uh, will continue to prolong everything the way it seems. So who knows? There's He said there's a chance they could announce something this year. It, there's a chance it could get delayed. I don't know. I hope not. I I, I had the conversation with Rayshon. You guys are going to hear in a minute. And uh, toward the end of it, I'm like, I don't know. I just can't talk about Dragon Ball lately. You know, I just need to do something else. And the next day, like, literally, I think it was the next day, this interview comes out where it's, like, teasing the potential of the return of the anime. And I'm like, of course. Because I said it out loud yesterday. Because I, I, I think I might want a break from Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball's like, what? Did you say that out loud? Fuck you. We're coming back now. Talked about it. I've thought about ice in this show. Many a times, they're just waiting to come back for the anime, or, or coming back when the anime does, waiting for that, and just kind of letting the manga do its thing, especially the last few months, because the manga's been pretty bad. Uh, and I always just knew in the back of my head, I'm like, the second I do that, the day I say, all right, we're putting this bitch on ice, that's the day that they'll be like, the anime's coming back, yay! They didn't quite say it so bluntly, but a big hint from an important person at Shueisha. So, if anyone knows about the potential of the return of the anime, I'd say it's the executive producer of this upcoming movie. He probably has, like, a, an inside line to what's going on. You know what I mean? So we'll see. That's it for relevant Dragon Ball news. Um, gonna be recording with Reese in a few hours. A uh, quick one about Cobra Kai. Uh, this most recent season was really good, so if you watched it, uh, get ready to listen to that shit probably next week. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai, you really should, especially if you're a Karate Kid fan. Uh, this, I don't know, when I first watched it, I didn't think it was the best of the four seasons, but the more I think about it, it could be the best of the four seasons. Although it has one of my favorite Karate Kid characters in it, so, I don't know. I guess uh, I have to go back and watch last season. Last season was really good as well. But this next conversation with Rayshon, we talk about all sorts of weird shit. Some Karate Kid stuff. We talk about some My Hero, Pokemon. Uh, it's t I, I cut a bunch of shit out, actually. So uh, if you want to hear an uncut version of this with a video, you can go to patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Join the $5 tier. I would appreciate your support in the current moment because uh, I know everyone says, just go get a job. There's so many jobs. Yeah. There's so many like shitty jobs nobody wants to do, like they don't know how to do. It's so strange. All the shitty jobs that people don't want to do, it's like two things. It's like uh, people either got like really frustrated dealing with people in the general public and how like crazy people can be out in public these days. And they got fed up with that and went to go do another job, found another job, whatever. Or uh, I don't know, like 700,000 people died. So I'm sure that's probably left some open fucking jobs, right? Right? I don't know. Could be a compounding problem. Pay people more, I guess. I don't know. Train them to do things. Don't ask for five years of experience for an entry-level job. Shit like that. Not as easy as it seems. Anyway, that's a long way to say patreon.com slash dragon ball super dope. That's probably the most earnest uh, Patreon plug ever because I'm just fed up with th this country, capitalism, money in general. It's very fed the fuck up. 
Uh, you can hear like an hour and a half version, hour 45 of me and Rayshon chopping it up. This one's not quite as long, probably about 40 minutes or so, but talk about some other animes, talk about uh, duping conservatives. And toward the end, I talk about some, uh, you know, old school, super dope stuff and the boys and all that stuff. So uh, it was a fun one. Good times. I hope you enjoy it. I will talk with you again next week. And uh, uh, that's all I have to say. I think it is. Go follow me on the socials. Rate, subscribe. Spotify listeners, help me out. Five stars, please. Seeing some of those one stars. Hating ass bitches still listening. Notorate, but don't fucking notorate the five. Dummies. Okay, bye. You edit on your computer or on your phone? I edit on my computer. Yeah, I don't know if it's easier for me. I could do it with my phone. They do have a way to add it on the on phones, though, right, Anchor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never tried it, but I I heard it's not super friendly. Uh, yeah, that's that's one thing because, like, especially you're probably trying to be precise. Oh, for sure. And like, if you've got people who, you know, take lots of long pauses or like big heavy breaths or some shit, and you're cutting fucking constantly long pauses and breaks and shit bunch of jamokes trying to think i I, I literally had that problem when i had like somebody that literally like it's like he kept saying and like us and ands and us and like every between every word and i literally had to take them out and it when i tell you that was the most tedious day i've like oh i was so mad I was oh, I was pissed. <laughs> I don't even know why I was so bad. But I was like, I'll never do another podcast with him again. Like, well, oh. I mean, unless, he, unless uh, he's editing. Yeah, unless he's gonna make himself sound less silly. Uh, everyone's got word crutches, though. Like everyone's got those What's words. Mine? That yours is basically. Basically. Yeah, yours okay. is basically. I'm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna try to remember that. See if I can stop myself from saying it. And basically, and basically, like that's your way to jump back in, and like it's understandable way to jump back into what you're like when you're trying to get back on track or get to a point. It makes sense to use that as a phrase, but I guess there's other ways to say it. Basically, but also, I don't know. Just get more comfortable with going back into it without that little transition word. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's getting more better and being like better, getting better as a podcaster. You know, making more transition the conversation better. More confidence on a microphone yeah. will will help you transition away from stuff like that more. Although I catch myself doing it all the time. My my biggest crutch is uh or whatever. I end sentences or with. Whatever. I'm always like, you know, it's like this or whatever. Like I end or whatever, and I've I've done it for a really long time, probably long before I ever had a podcast. But I also kind of think it's funny sometimes too, so that doesn't help me from stopping myself from saying it. You know, I'm just, I I just got finished with that um that GT art. Yo, which one? So, what baby? Yeah, baby. I'm about to move on to um Android 17. It looks like. <laughs> Super Hellfighter 17. That's the shit right there. Yeah. I keep getting moved on to different things to watch because of different podcasts. 
collabs, people be like, oh, can you watch this? Then you watch this. And I'd be like, well, let me try this. Then I got to this point where I literally had to tell somebody, he was like, I think I have to take a break from keep trying to like watch a whole series like within a week. Because I was like, I'm getting to a point where I, it's not, you can't retain all that information. It's, no way, it's, dude. It's, it's just too much. Nope. And then, I don't know, guy got mad at me and said like, he didn't want to do it. I was like, I guess. I, I, Fuck them, dude. I mean, how many collabs are you doing each month? Like, you can afford to take <laughs> one or like, two off if it's going to save you some time from watching an anime you don't want to watch. I'm just like, oh. That's why I stick man. to my strengths, man. That's why I stick to Dragon Ball. Even when I do talk about Dragon Ball, though, I still rewatch it, even though I've watched some of this shit like dozens of times over. It's not like I know it all off the top of my goddamn head. All the time. I know more than a lot of people would. Cause I've just been at it for so long, six, seven, eight years old. But you, if you're going to talk about it on a microphone, like you want to have, you want to bring some semblance of like, maybe not professionalism, but at least some value to the conversation. You don't want to be like, yeah, that was cool. And have that be your only input. Cause then you look like a fucking dick. Not worth it. That's that's basically how I've been, I've been feeling like with certain like podcast, like when I be on there, I'd be like, I feel like I'm just surface level in it. Like, I don't really have a deep understanding of that anime. Like, yeah. with Dragon Ball, we can literally talk about almost any part of it because I literally rewatch it so much that I know about Dragon Ball. But, like... That's what used to drive me nuts. Well, I just be like... That's one of the things that does drive me nuts, I guess, is that people are always like, why don't you do this anime? Why don't you do this anime? And, like, we've done a handful of other animes, but they're animes that I really fucking like and feel like I can have fun with on a microphone. Like, My Hero Academia snuck up on me. It took me forever to watch it. I had to get, like, bullied into watching it, but I'm glad I did because it's one of my favorite what animes. What uh, The superhero aspect and then All Might. All Might's my All dude. Might. What hooked me was um, the scene when Deku ran to save Kanchan. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was just him, like, no powers. Yeah, it's that moment Fuck where it. you go, you go, wow, this dude's fucking crazy. He's going to get himself killed. <laughs> I just watched 20 minutes about how he's, like, one of the weakest dudes and in society. Has no powers. He's got no powers, and he's just running head first, and all these other assholes are just standing by, being bystanders, you know? We need a way for all might. You know, that's what, like, that's what my thing was. They're over here, like, we need a way for all might. And this dude just, like, fuck it, like... Someone yeah. has to do something. Yeah. And I was like, I might like the show. <laughs> it was like, that's sure. when Deku actually became my favorite character. Yeah. Deku's uh, definitely a good one to be your main protagonist in that show. Like a lot of good personality traits and like his annoying personality traits, even those are kind of endearing, like how much he cries yeah. or like how um, emotional or insecure he can be sometimes. Like even those things like are done, like, kind of endearingly. With toughest. I think he backs it up with toughness. Like even his fight with um uh what's his name? I can't even think. I was about to say Kanchan, but it's not Kanchan. The fire ice Todoroki. Dude, Todoroki. Yeah. That fight, I love I love their fight better than like even though um Kanchan and Todoroki's fight I guess it would be like that would be more... the finals, yeah. Um that battle that year won like in but I, I, all the anime awards, like the best fight of the year and all that shit. Deku oh, did it? Todoroki, yeah. And then the next year was uh, All Might versus uh, All for One. That one won the following year. That, that was pretty good. That's that one of the best good. anime fights I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude, that mid-season three, yeah. mid three fight between those two is one of the most badass anime sequences 
ever fucking ever. Just ever. The North America smash. Yeah. All Might has not pit it all in um in his fist. Oh, yep. It, to me, what really it to me represented to me, it, it showed the biggest gap between All Might and what's his name, All for One versus everyone else. Yeah, right. Like how they're looking at this fight, like what the fuck is going on? And then it's perfect but it's just because like, damn. what's cool about that season is it gets to such a fever pitch in terms of the greater world of that show. Like everyone, like fights on like the news, there's helicopters flying around and shit. Like it's the most public thing in the world. All Might's the most public person in the world. Everyone remembers, you know, when he fought this big bad before and, you know, All Might cleaned shit up. So to have those two go at each other in like the middle of the fucking season, kind of out of maybe not entirely out of nowhere, but that fight like is like a season ending fight, but it's at like episode seven or something like that. And then what they do well is after they have it, they put everyone in a position, those two in a position, at least because like you said, the, the skill gap between like what these two dudes can do and then what everyone else just has to sit back and watch them do uh, when yep. they have to. um like he goes to jail. All Might can't use his fucking quirk anymore. Like that's the perfect way to reset the world. It's like, all right, we just shook everything up. All Might's out of the picture. Criminals are feeling emboldened. We all know All for One's in jail, but not dead and definitely not forgotten. And then go. They're saying that manga is going to wrap up next year, though. Kind of pissed. I'm not, not going to lie. My hope is that they transfer it to like next the next generation or whatever, or like the next phase of their lives. Like we're not my hero academia anymore. We're my hero pro style. Well, we I mean we already know that I mean the end is what Deku becoming the the best, the greatest superhero of all time, ain't it? The yeah. end is like uh, this is the story of how I became the greatest hero of all time. So yeah, but like the way that show is structured, like you could get so much runtime out of it if you just have him go through yeah, I, I, I high school. Is... But it seems like it depends on how they end it in the manga, how far deep they go. Because I feel like how they're going right now, based on what I'm remembering from what I read maybe a week ago. I ain't no shit about it. So I'm not going to tell you. I know there's there's big war implications. There's some kind of big oncoming battle. I know Deku becomes ultimate badass, but like I imagine the culmination of all the shit that Deku's leading up to right now and the next year of story in the comic book, apparently. It's it's all going to come together. It's going to come together, but then like it's going to be like, and Deku and his friends won that day. And Deku was, you know, uh, off remembered hero. And then he finished his junior and senior year of high school and nothing was super eventful. And then he became a pro hero and people were too afraid to fuck around because they remember what he did back in the day or something like that. Like it could be something. Oh, okay. I see how you're doing. Yeah. It would be cool to see him do some like adult missions. Cause I thought it was cool when they um showed just those scenes. I can't remember which movie it was when All Might was younger. Yeah. And they were just showing him as a younger hero. Yeah. Actually can Might move around in and America and in D- with David Shield, like riding on the hood of a fucking convertible and shit. Yeah. Lit. Young I think All the only thing that, like, the only thing that hurts All Might is his ability not to fly. Doesn't need to. He can do what the OG Superman did just leap really tall distances, <laughs> really far distances. Leap tall buildings in a single bound. And then one day they were just I mean, like, fuck I it. I guess this it's guy never stopped now. the hawk. The hawk? Yeah, Ooh. the hawk just jumps and leaps. Who the fuck is the hawk? Oh, the Hawks. incredible hawk? 
Hawks, like the guy from the anime, you mean? No, I'm talking about the Avengers. His name is Hawkeye. Hawk. The Incredible Hawk. Oh, dude. H U L K. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying Hulk, and I was hearing Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh. And then I got a hawk on my mind anyway from fucking Cobra Kai. I just watched all oh, of Cobra Kai yesterday. And Hawk. Oh, yeah. I was listening to something about um, talking about the seasons and stuff. And I guess they're doing another season, fourth and fifth season now. So this one that just came out was four. And I thought it was supposed so to be the last one. On to fifth. But yeah, I guess they have already finished filming the fifth season. And it Crazy. should be out ne- this time next year, probably. Yo, it's fucking I heard good. they're doing a spinoff with Peyton List character. They're going to do a spinoff with her character. Is it like a continuation of like Karate Kid? It can't be like a continuation, but... Yeah, it's a continuation of the Karate Kid movies. Do you ever oh. watch the Karate Kid movies? Yeah, I've seen all of them. All right. The OG ones? Yeah. I'm not like a... I'm not like a... An OG fan though, like so. If you like pull out a, a certain scene, I'm well, not remembering all that. First, the first one he trains know, with Mr. Miyagi and wins the All Valley Tournament. The second one he goes to mm-hmm. Japan with Mr. Miyagi and learns more about Miyagi Do Karate. And then the third one, he comes back to America for the second year of his like karate training and gets recruited by the rival dojo and becomes like an evil karate guy. Joins the Cobra Kai and deals with this crazy rich man named Terry Silver who terrorizes him anyway that's the brief synopsis of those three films <laughs> and uh yeah they borrow from all of those movies in this show and they do it so fucking well it's uh the guy he beats in the first movie johnny lawrence uh, a guy who gets his ass kicked from cobra kai it's mainly based around him most of the first season just about him but eventually daniel larusso danny son he uh, gets pulled in, and before you know it, there's lots of kung fu treachery and madness. Yo, kung fu treachery, that reminds me. Uh, you know what I'm trying to do? I just found this uh, YouTube channel. Fuck. It's like some kind of, it's, I think it's called like Wu-Tang Master Collection or some shit like that, but it's just all mostly dubbed. There's some Chinese shit in there too, but just old ass seventies and eighties Kung Fu movies, like real bad Kung Fu movies. And they just upload them in their entirety. So I think I want to do a Kung Fu Friday where we stream (laughs) them and watch them and just bullshit. Just talk about how shitty the action is. Yeah. I I mean, sometimes it's fucking fun. Sometimes it's good. I watched a couple shitty mm-hmm. ones the other day on New Year's Eve. Dude, we had a blast. Sort of same thing, but um, had Kung- friends come over, watch the Pokemon movies. Ooh. I didn't realize how live I liked, though. I like the Pokemon movies. I actually like a lot of them. I only remember the first one. That. The first one was good. First one um, was banging. First one with Mewtwo. Yep. Then you got um, Lugia. Yep. I don't know why. I only like the the old one. I don't like the this, this new version of Pokemon they got out coming out. No. Oh, you mean like the redesign? Just, yeah, the the first uh, whatever two hundred plus episodes are like in the one style that we grew up with, but it's still Ash, it's right? Bullshit. 
It's still the same it's still ash, ash but it is, but it's not the same ash and Pikachu. It's a whole like they basically restarted the storyline from from the over. So it's basically they redoing the old storyline. So is he like back in the Kanto the, region and shit? Basically, yeah. Huh. Like but for, for like, but from like no, it's I think he's in a different region, but he's like going to school. I think for the first part of it, he wasn't going to school or some shit. Yeah, that's good though, because I always wonder to myself, I'm like, what kind of world do you just let your 10-year-old kid walk out the back door, go fucking catch wild animals and never go to school and never come home for months at a time? I mean, I mean, they literally leave at 10 if you think about it. I don't never really remember Ash coming back. <laughs> Nah, man. Unless it be like for a tournament, like, like all right, like, oh. fuck it, mom. I live outside now, and upon the kind, I depend upon the kindness of strangers for shelter and other various necessities. And Anyways, fucking, I'm ten. I, I can't Pikachu. read you. Yeah, ten minutes. Pika, Pika. I travel Pika. around with um a man, a woman chasing stereotype, Japanese stereotype. Because I heard they got rid of Brock because he was a Japanese stereotype. Which I never realized, but they never until really I read got, something about his eyes being closed. They never read. They, nah, get out of here. That that's like rumors and shit. That they never really got rid of Brock. They trade him in for Casey, and then Brock comes back, and then there's like some fucking photographer kid that hangs out with them. Even when Brock isn't with Ash and Misty, he's still like hanging out with uh, Professor Oak and shit. Is it Professor Oak? Yeah, and then he and him and Tracy trade spots. I think. I only know this. Actually, it's very funny that you brought up Pokemon, dude. Last week, I fell on a Pokemon YouTube rabbit hole a little bit. Mm-hmm. Looking at, like, bugs from, like, the first gen games. So, like, you know, missing no and walk through walls and, like, all that shit. You know, glitches we do when we were kids. Because I remember I only did the rare candy glitch, infinite glitch, whatever. I just watched a bunch of those and then it got recommended to me like a recap of the original Pokemon series before they do what you're talking about, like the relaunch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's still Ash and Pikachu, but it's not our <laughs> Ash and Pikachu. They're starting from ground zero, basically. Such bullshit. We didn't even get a championship. That's what made me mad. How no. you not going to give our generation the championship? When he we might have, though. For? Did he win one? I don't think so. He maybe he wasn't a Pokemon League champion, but he actually does bump into the Pokemon League champion Lance at a certain point in the in the anime. Like watching that thing the other day made me kind of want to watch all of the anime because it pulls a bunch of cool shit from the games. Even though Ash isn't the central person in the game, it's Red, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be at least. Oh, God damn! Did you hear that? That was good. Um, they pull a lot of cool the- shit from the game. So I kind of want to see it in anime form because I played the game so much when I was a kid. I want to see it in the anime. But this is why yeah. I stick to Dragon Ball because I don't know shit about Pokemon or many other things. You know, so I've never really had anyone ever ask me to do a podcast about Pokemon. I would, I would, I would really enjoy that. I always have people ask me to podcast based on anime. I haven't, I haven't even thought about saying or it's on my list. But when I tell Pomay I put something on my list, it's like it's on my list. I probably watch Dragon Ball thirteen more times before I get to that list. <laughs> like, like, I mean, unless a, how- a good podcast comes up, there's a couple I should watch. But again, it's like, eh. 
My, I also am guilty though of watching anime and then being like, oh, I could do a podcast on this easy. And then I think about it and I'm like, I could do a podcast episode on this, <laughs> but that's just not a sustainable model. Like, I'm not going to watch a full yeah. fucking season of anime to do, to every... do one out. You know what I mean? Like, I got other shit to do. I got fucking uh, five yeah, hours of at the find either someone. That. I mean, you could probably slide in some episodes of Cobra Kai. I think how, me, and Reese are gonna, do. me and Reese are going to sit down and do a season four thing, I think, later this week. So that'll be cool. I'm pretty sure I did one. Maybe I didn't do like a formal one. I just kind of freaked out and gave my thoughts on it. I don't know. Either way, mm-hmm. this will be a fun. Reese hit me up, too, just the other day was talking about Dragon Ball. Yeah. How he wanted to do another review episode. He wants to uh, come on and talk about how he hates uh, Alec or uh, Gas, I think. Gas is fucking amazing, though. I like Gas' whole, like, I didn't want to use my new abilities. I wanted to use my old abilities on your ass. I just like that that, that part of the fight Cheesy as fuck. I will say that he's, at the end of the day, we really don't know that much about Gas. He's still kind of, like, surface level. But I did, I liked it. At. Yeah, the, he, he's, he's feeling as deep as that we know he really dislikes granola. Like, and he uses energy weapons. All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'll be right back. And, I mean, I mean, if you want, he's the must. If you want to keep talking to the camera about your fucking gas theory, to talk to the like, just get it all out. Want to do that? <laughs> I'm gonna step away what, from the camera the, I, for a second. <laughs> Uh, but I am going to upload this to our Patreon. What's up, patrons? How y'all doing, nerds? I haven't uploaded anything in a while, and I'm sorry, but here's a good half hour of me and Rayshon shooting the shit professionally and about other animes. That's desirable. Mm. Fuck. Anyway, the floor is yours, Rayshon. You want to talk to the camera, feel free. You don't want to talk to me, that's cool, too. <sighs> good job. Welcome. I'll talk to you. <laughs> If I'm going to talk, the thing I'm going to talk about is, I guess, Alec. Like, what do you guys think Alec is doing? Because based on what I'm thinking is, he's low-key has to be either... You have to break down what his plan can involve. Is it something that's going to be happening on the planet that's going to affect Alec? No, is it going to affect gas and them and things? I don't think so. Based on how I think, <laughs> how I think Alec is, Alec is basically going to try to save himself. Do I think Frieza, like, can that be the, like, cause okay, in my plan, why the reason why he's off screen or not involved with the fighting is because he's setting up for the next plan. I was talking about earlier, I don't know if that part was recorded, but I'm just going to go ahead and insert what I said a little bit earlier. What I was talking about earlier, if he's doing something on the planet, it could be doing something involving gathering the people of that planet for for another part of their plan, either as a, um, a precaution just in case gas loses and he has to, um, basically use the people of that planet not to die from granola. Or maybe he needs their energy for something. I don't know. But we also have to think about 7-3. He can also be gathering up wishes, or he could be going to get 7-3. You never know. And which, the thing about what 
the thing about 7-3 though is I don't know how strong he would be versus like Alec and not Alec but um, Gas and Granola he shouldn't be on their level because I mean Gas I mean Granola Granola was able to go against Doku who was using a stronger version of Ultra Instinct you would think so and I mean I think if the robot even still has it for moral, like if we still assuming that it can still collect and still have that data stored inside him, then he he could be a threat. Let me say that he could be a threat. But then I think if he still retains the ability to steal people's abilities from a touch, yeah, that would be that would be something. But what I am thinking is that I don't think. 7-3 or Frieza is going to be coming because based on the amount of months I think the chapter is amount of months I think the manga is going to be going on for because based on I think from Jump Fest we should maybe and I don't think they gave us a good um like time frame but I'm just going to say six months I, I, I don't think know we might be getting about six I don't know exactly what the quote was, but I remember reading it and thinking that means April. April. Okay. So like, I'm thinking since it's not going to be so long, it, it's just not enough time to bring in a freezer or even like a, cause I've been seeing something about Broly too. People want Broly to come in. I don't, I think people just want Broly to come in every arc or yep. every movie with uh-huh. Dragon Ball. <laughs> like, I feel like y'all just, can we have Broly come in? I'm like, I don't understand why Broly would even come in this arc. Those are the people <laughs> who like, don't like my show. <laughs> I think best case reason, scenario, like we could like transfer our brains and our consciousness to like a, a hard drive computer. And then, like, they could upload us to, like, YouTube or Twitch or something. And then we could just make podcasts from Twitch or YouTube. And it won't really be us because our bodies will be long, dead, charred, and gone. But we'll uh, still have our voices and our brains what talking about Dragon What if they plugged Dragon you Ball. into, like... What if they just plugged you into, like, Dragon Ball or something? I'd be scared. Because like, I know about all the bad things anime. in the Dragon Ball world, you know? I'd be like, ah, oh, shit, this is scary. Get me out of here. I don't think I could do it. That'd be lit. You want to do it? Oh, I would do it. If I it could depend, if I get to pick where I get to start. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If I could go into that world and be like, all right, fine, I'll go into this world, but I can fly, right? And like hang out with the Dragon Ball people so I can learn about how to do this. And they'd be like, no, you have to be a civilian. Mm-hmm. You're a dog person in West City. I'd be like, shit. What if like they pitch you on West City? They was like, we can't, we can't let you, we can't automatically make you interact with the main cast. You have to set that shit up yourself. Like you have to go out and find Master Roshi, do like do that bullshit like uh, Goku did and find him a girl. You have to make Master Roshi want to train you. Okay, you think you can do that? So long as you don't start me off as a dog man, yeah. I feel like being a dog man in that world would be really difficult not to navigate. It's not as common as it used to be, you know? We had that seven-year time skip between the Cell Games and Boo, and it's like, where all the fucking dog people go? You hardly ever see them. 
It's like somebody Except rounded for, them all up. You, and you can up. always be end up becoming the mayor, though. That's a that's a pretty decent job. King of the world, a king of the earth. What's his title? I forget. I think they call him the mayor. That's right. He's the king. He's is he the, a mayor in, in the Japanese one? He's like in the Japanese sub. It's like a king of something, king of the world, mm-hmm. maybe king of the earth. I forget. I haven't watched it in a minute, but I'm surprised because I mean he he held that position for a long time because I think from when Goku was kid to comes back in the Cell games, I believe. Doesn't it? Do we come back in the boo? Oh, no, that was so. It is the cell games. It's the cell games because because he sends the army out to fight cell. I always forgot how much TV is uh included in the cell games, like lead up to the, the actual cell games. Like he's like jumping into TV stations, like fuck your variety hour. I have an announcement to make to the, the fighters of Son Goku and Vegeta and all those clowns. I hope they're watching the station right now in case they're not. I'm going to broadcast this shit on all the televisions throughout all of Dragon Ball Z fictional world Japan. And the town's players. Uh, replay it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys that I met a while back. You're assholes and I'm stronger than you. And I'm going to kill you at the Cell Games in 10 days. See you there. Bye. We now bring hey, you back. Look, for you your got an explosion in the back. <laughs> Murder explosion in the back to show he was serious. And, like killed everybody behind him. I'm not very funny today. I think we might already have done the podcast, Rayshon. Do you feel funny today? Do you have days where you feel I mean, funny or not funny? I have days where I feel funny or not funny. I have days where I feel like, oh, today I killed it. I was super on it today, but I don't ever feel not funny because even at my core. I'm funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just might be having an off day on your your side. You know? I mean, I'm always, I feel like I'm always funny, but it's not always on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I got shit that I do. Mm-hmm. That I just don't even realize that I do it. And then sometimes I stop and think about it or like I'll do it in front of somebody else and they'll find it funny. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm kind of a goof, I guess. So kind do you a- feel like you're trying to make, so you feel like you're trying to be funny? That might be what it is. I mean, sometimes when I mean when you're on a microphone, you're you're much more cognizant of it. Like you're if you're saying something that makes sense, that's good. If you're saying something with like some cool insight, that's good too. But hopefully at the end of it, you can still tie it all together to be some kind of some level of funny. And like I don't know, I don't always intentionally go for those funny notes, but every once in a while, I'm like ha ha titties, you know. And then it's not very funny, and I'm like shit. You're not very funny today, and I feel it in my bones. As are other times, I don't know, man. I think maybe it's one of those things where, like, the more you push, the more shit comes out. You know, like yeah. you just gotta let it flow naturally. Because if you push too hard, you'll ruin your best pants. Well, it's be a lot of things. It can do with the the type of conversation style. Because I mean, it's sometimes like some days I feel like. I, I'm killing it. Like when I'm with my friends, I'll be like the funniest. And then some days I feel like uh, I was just not, I wasn't really that funny today. I was just uh, average. But other than that, I mean, most of the time, it has to do with a lot of the, it has to do with the conversation, the people you're around. Are those people, are you cool with those people? Are you able to be yourself? Yeah. Are you fully yourself? It's a lot of, it's a lot of different aspects yeah. to what makes somebody funny. Comfort. You might feel like you'd be more funny with 
you might be more funny with me versus probably what a different podcaster because we don't have the same energy. That's true. I hate podcasting with new people the first time around. It's the worst feeling sometimes. Whether it be we all know what their person, vibe is for real, whether it be in person, because I've had the same thing going on in person where I'm like, oh, this guy will be great to have him come over on the podcast. Then you turn on the microphone and it's like, why are you not being cool anymore? Why are you fucking weirdo now? <laughs> but I've also like had the random cross. Well, I mean, uh, I've been pretty lucky with all of all. I haven't done as many podcast crossovers as you have for sure, but. I've crossed over with several shows and I've gotten along with pretty much everyone. There's been a couple where I'm like, yeah, this is uh cool. I guess this doesn't feel awkward at all, but in my heart, I know it's awkward. You know, that doesn't happen see, very me, many times though. See with me, it's like, I feel like when you were talking about earlier about one of your fans saying how like I end the episode, some people, I can only have a conversation with them about what's in that episode. And once the episode is over, I, I it's, it's done. I can't really like, it'd be so awkward when it'd be like the podcast be over. I literally just be like, well, thank you. <laughs> just exit it out of me. Like, and text them on Instagram. Like, Oh, that was amazing. Thank you for coming. <laughs> So is like, that I'm you just that, being but... awkward as fuck? Or like that might be a you thing. It could be. It could be a me thing. It could be a me thing. It could. Some people, some people come. Some people it's easy for me to have a conversation with afterwards because we have a we have like some anime we can communicate with for long periods of time. Then some people we literally just watched this anime. So I mean like after this episode, it's like, what else we gonna talk about? And it really seemed like other well, like, podcast shit. Like I mean, some people are like, I don't know. I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle in terms of my how I do anime podcast or Dragon Ball podcast, let's be real. Some mm. people stick to the source material so so much that it's like the only thing they'll talk about in the episode. And like I try to I try to trend more that way just because. I know not everyone who checks out my show is super interested in what I got going on. They just want to learn about Dragon Ball or whatever. I try to respect that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of anime podcasters take that route where they're like, yeah, let's just talk about this. Let's not try to be funny about other things. Let's just try to talk about this, be funny about it. Hopefully, you know, have a good conversation. But then you got the complete opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, yeah, we talk about anime, I guess. And then they just use that as an excuse to like, try out shitty stand-up bits or whatever and it's just like super cringeworthy in terms of like the comedy level and then it's just not very um informative from like the anime, anime level so it's like mm. you're fronting as one thing to try to pass to try to be able to get in your work as another thing and you're kind of doing a disservice to both i don't know that's i feel like that's the more common thing for anime podcasters actually i lied i don't know maybe not mm. I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle, so I can I can call out both sides, find people and terrible I don't people. Know. On I feel sides. like I started off with what you were saying, kind of just sticking straightly into the just talking about what I'm talking about, and then after a few episodes, I, but I also feel like it's also to like getting more comfortable and speaking to 
And then I, now my podcast episode could be we talk about what we're saying we're talking about, but then we go on tangents about anything. Like, but I mean, that's to me, that's how a conversation actually works. A conversation you have with like your friends and buddies doesn't just, oh, we talk about Dragon Ball. And most of the time we talk about Dragon Ball, for some reason we're now we're talking about Wolverine and the Hawk, the Superman. Like we go through almost every genre in the world. And before we get back to like, oh yeah, we're talking about Dragon Ball. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? true. But that's the way. I had somebody hit me up the other day and say like, dude, where's Ben? Where's uh, some of your other friends been? Like Mike and Brandon specifically, maybe Jimmy too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, they're busy. Like Jimmy's got babies. Brandon's got a life. Mike uh, has a job now. And uh, you know, they don't follow Dragon Ball. Like I follow Dragon Ball. So for me to try to drag them out like a couple times a month to do a podcast, it's just, it's more work for me to try to get them on board yeah. and then somehow, uh, you know, facilitate them either getting here or me going to them, me having to deal with them on not using a microphone. Well, in most cases, but like they, they do kind of yearn for those old episode vibes. Cause I would just like yell at my stupid friends because of that level of comfort. They'd say stupid shit. I'd be like, what are you fucking stupid? And like simplify and explain dragon ball to them in that way. A lot of the time. And, I guess there's some comedic value there that I wasn't really thinking about. People enjoy that kind of vibe. But it, it's I don't know, that man. whole conversation type of aspect of it. You, can't, like, you can't really, you can't even recreate those moments. Like even like if it was three of us no. and you try to script it, the podcast, you can't recreate those moments because you just can't, the things your friends will say and the things that make things work and correlate within your group is just, it's just different. It just, it just really is. Yeah. I like, think maybe I, like that's the vibe that they miss. The, the vibe of the group in general. Because, like, when they do come around and we have microphones on again, it's that same kind of vibe. Like, we have a very specific level of comfort with what we can say and, you know, do to each other, whatever. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, no offense to you or GB or anybody else, but, like, I don't have that with you guys because I haven't been friends with you guys for 20 years. Uh, but nowadays though i kind of have to i almost get a little too guilty of the first style of just sticking too close to the source material it's especially mm -hmm. apparent when we're doing manga reviews where i'm just like then this happens and 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 as i'm editing i'm like dude i have talked for like six minutes straight about what just happened and i haven't heard really anything from the other person i'm talking to all right, let me ask them a question now because I have to get them back involved in the thing. And then it, when I do get to the question that I asked them, it sounds like me saying like, hey, I got to ask you this question now. What's your answer, asshole? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just a very clear differentiation between the two different types of content. And it's just weird because you, you set out to do the same thing with both, but I don't know, sometimes it's just so you got to think directions. about the difference though. Your friends will know when to cut in and cut out. You know what I mean? Like me and let me and you, I would probably think it would be rude to cut in while you're talking. You know what I mean? Versus like if I'm your friend, you start talking, I'm like, no, let me just throw in that, throw in that. That's probably what you're more used to doing, having happen. That's true. Well, at least back then too. And you know, if Jimmy says some dumb shit, I smack him, smack his beer out of his hand, say, clean that up, stupid. Stuff like that. Uh, just I don't know. 
it's just interesting to think about, at least for me, it's probably not interesting for anybody else who's going to end up hearing this. Uh, it's interesting to think about like the content that we made back then, the circumstances with which we made it under, like proximity to each other, learning the skill of podcasting in general, how to talk about shit, how to structure a show, how to make sure you don't miss shit, how to do things like logically, sequentially, things like that but still trying to make it semi-entertaining at the same time. Thinking about like, I don't know. Sometimes I felt it came so naturally back then. Then there's other times where I'm like, dude, we didn't have a fucking clue as to what we were doing. And now it's almost like, I feel like sometimes I feel like now we almost have too much of a clue. And it's like, dude, loosen up a little bit. Stop talking about manga chapters and shit. You fucking nerd. Why don't you just talk about, you know, all the problems you have with the sport of tennis or talk about how you don't think that milk chocolate is the worst chocolate uh, because it's actually, you know, made with milk or whatever. People hate it for that. They want like the dark, bitter chocolate. I'm like, yeah, that one's cool, too. Why y'all hating on milk chocolate? I could go on rants like that. Don't drink. Uh, I, I gave a lecture to my friends on New Year's Eve about like properly ingesting alcohol and the ways in which you should and shouldn't do it. I could give those types of life lessons and pointers, but no. Instead, I'm talking about how Dragon Ball is doing the same goddamn shit today that they've been doing since 1991 and getting angry about it and wasting my life. So, you're not wasting your life. No, I'm not wasting my life. I guess this is a uh, what is Dragon you Ball know, Super Dope to me? Dragon Ball you- Super Dope is like my uh, little practice playground for a lot of oh, things. You're a musician, ain't you? Yeah. So what is your, like, what what do you consider your actual thing? My job? If you mind me asking. Yeah, like, like, what's your actual, like, you get paid to do this? Right now, it's I mean, podcasts. you get paid from everything, huh? Right now, it's podcasts. Just, like, podcasts? Not, yeah, I mean, that's, I worked in mortgages. I got, uh, I didn't get my contract renewed because COVID happened. I lost uh, like a hundred plus gigs in 2020 because of COVID. I haven't been a work. I mean, I still say I'm a musician. I am, but not a working musician at the moment. I haven't, March will make two full years. March 15th, I believe, will make two full years that I haven't played a show. I've like gone on stage and done a few songs here and there and shit. But yeah, is has it because no, not nothing's opening, or you haven't. Got back out there, or it's uh, it was a little bit of both, like a bunch of shit closed, calendars basically folding in on themselves, and uh, I haven't got back out since. I have some friends who got back out really quick, like within like seven, eight months or whatever, and they were back out playing for whatever reason. I didn't understand. Maybe not seven, eight months. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Maybe closer to a year. But I do have friends who are out back working again, and actually. I have a lot of those motherfuckers posting about how they're losing work right now because this new variant's ramping up. People are starting to close down or try to take social distancing precautions again, which sometimes equals into a band losing uh, losing work for the night. Yeah, it sucks. So I'm almost kind of happy that I didn't look to rebook my calendar for 2021, but also my anxiety has gotten so bad, dude. The idea of me holding it down for four hours on a stage, which, you know, the four hours is 45 minutes of playing and singing, 15 minutes off, repeat, you know, three, four times in a night, depending on where you're working. The idea of doing that, no way. Frightening as hell. I mean, you're not frightening. Frightening is not the right word. 
it's just why would I want to do it again? I guess outside of money, money's made me think about booking again, where I'm like, oh shit, I could definitely use some cash right now. That's been the only times where I'm like, oh, I should get back out there and do it. Because otherwise, you didn't like the experience. It's I, don't, like, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know if it, if it's the same type of experience you get, like people standing up and applauding, or no. I don't know if music gives you that same type of. Sometimes okay. it's like that. It's it's like that. Like one out of every eight times, people applaud for you. Most of the time, you finish songs and they're like. Still talking at my table as I'm eating dinner with my girlfriend. Oh, you were playing? <laughs> yeah, oh, that wasn't the radio? Uh, but then, you know, playing in a small town where I live, like a lot of people come out to a bar, popular bar in town that might see me playing. And I'm like, I hate that so-and-so is in the corner right now watching me play. I don't want to be here right now. Like shit like that would happen to me all the time. People that I know would like used to talk shit about me would just be there like, on their phone at their table. Like some of the times I, I had one dude take videos of me a few times uh, last year, not last year, a couple of years ago, I should say. And like a party wanted to be like, Hey, Billy, what are you doing, dude? Stop taking fucking pictures. What, what, what are you sending Stop those? Filming. What are you sending those photos, dude? Cause uh, I know that you don't like me. And I know that you know that I don't like you cause you're a little fucking twerp, but no, keep laughing and take videos of me. You fucking dick. I will literally break you over my knee. Billy. See, I'm t- I-, I wish I just had that confidence you had to perform at all. You just got to know that you're better than everybody. That- and that sounds like a joke and like I'm being conceited. One or the other. No, I mean, you got to have that type of confidence. <sighs> you know what, though? It's, it's That's actually probably not the best way to feel about it because you're never going to be better than everyone. But if you go and uh, for you, I'm equating with a comedy open mic because I feel the same way. I've been to a few comedy open mics and never performed, but like it's crossed my mind, but I look around and this is how I started with acoustic open mics. When I was a kid, I would go to open mics. Other people would play. And I'd be like, that wasn't very good. I can do as good as that. (laughs) And then that's how I would like trick myself into getting up the courage to play those first handful of times. I'd watch other people for a few hours. I go, that wasn't very good. And then I would, you know, go up and try to do better than that not very good person. I'm about to take a bathroom break. I got to go to the restroom. Yo, I was going to say, I, I, I think we're done. Um, oh, okay. You did a good job. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. Right. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, why don't we do this, right? So uh, bathroom breaks are cool. I encourage you to take them regularly. This has been a really, are you going to like piss your pants right now? Or do you have like two minutes in you? I got two minutes. We can hear you. Okay. What I think was fun about today. Today, we were supposed to talk about Dragon Ball, but I don't know what the fuck this just became. The unedited version, Patreon, you guys will see it. I think I'm going to turn this into something else later in the week, a shortened version of this uh, to protect okay. our uh, our identities and true feelings about a multitude of issues. If you want to hear the uncut version, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope and uh, like a hundred other plus un- uncut extra podcasts there. So. Go check it out. Um, this was like a cool little test for what our show could be if we're not talking about anime, you know? But like, I don't know. Mm. We're kicking. I yep. got a couple of ideas I'm kicking around. I know you've got a few ideas brewing. I just, I think I might need to get away from Dragon Ball for a little while. Like, 
I'm reaching that point the last couple of months. Like I realize a lot of it ties to how much I'm not enjoying the manga. I think maybe if, if you I do like some current event, like yeah, yeah, some kind of random thing. It. But we need like segment ideas. I would love to do an advice show. I just don't think I have enough reach to properly solicit advice from people. But I would love to do an advice segment, advice. dude, for sure. So I don't know. This is like a fun little pretest to uh, see what we got else, what else we may have coming up for people in 2022. In the meantime, where can they find your shit, Rayshon? You can find me on all your podcasting forms. Just type, just type in R Gap. R-G-A-P, Anime Podcast. If you're searching on Google, you got to add Anime Podcast. For some reason, I'm not the the biggest R gap in the world, so some other bullshit comes up with it. We got to figure but out a branding thing you can for find you, me. man. The, the R gap name, like I know R-Gap. what R gap stands for, but if you say that your podcast name is R gap to somebody who doesn't know what it stands for, like, the fuck does R gap mean? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just came together when I was thinking like, Rayshon got an anime podcast. And I've seen the letters and I was like, oh shit, that's a word. <laughs> you should have just, I think you should have <laughs> went at the, R, the RG anime podcast or the GAD anime podcast. I don't know. You need the word anime in your title though, I think. A as in the shortened R gap, I don't think helps. Whatever. You got to pee. I got to pee. We'll talk about more of this later. Okay. Make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube All the places where the podcasts live Uncut episodes They live at patreon.com Slash Dragon Ball Superdome Patreon.com Slash Dragon Ball Superdome That was a fun little experiment